What up, mofos? We are back with another episode of the Are You Entertained podcast, breaking down all you need to know in music, movies, TV, and sports. I'm Trey Alessio, the dawn of entertainment, alongside Brandon Ogden. How you doing today? Good. Feels like we uh, took a little longer hiatus than we normally do uh, since the last podcast. I just shit got in the way. I think like I don't really know if it really was anything. The Oscars, the Oscars happened, and we wanted to do one before then, but we're like, might as well wait, yeah. you know, that type of thing. Uh, so we have a lot to talk about. Um, as always, before we get into it, follow us on everything, subscribe to us on everything, tell a friend to tell a friend. More podcasts, more videos, more articles in 2019. Um, I know I said uh, before I before we do anything. I said that a goal of mine... <clears throat> article a month. Article a month. I took an L on February, but I have a good reason for it. I've been grinding hard at this screenplay and this fellowship and uh, how I'm going to Atlanta. So I'm really grinding on that, but I do plan to continue it. Maybe I'll give an extra article in yeah, March we need 12. or something. We need 12. So. I know. I, I, feel, I feel horrible. I, feel, right, I feel like I'm letting the fans he's, down. He's going to be writing 11 in December. <laughs> He probably <laughs> one per day, all, all Christmas related, leading yeah. up to it. Twenty five days of Christmas. <laughs> That'd be funny. Okay, uh, let's get into the good stuff. We always start off with our shoot the shit segment. Um, any albums or songs we've listened to, movies or TV shows that we've seen, funny stories we'd like to tell since the last podcast. As always, these are more um, albums and movies and stuff that we aren't going to break down. In detail, like some other things. Um, so, do you want to start, or do you have anything? Or yeah, well, I can share that because um, by this time, when it's released, hopefully everybody knows. Yeah. So well, will, it'll be yeah, it'll be tonight probably. Yeah. So so I will be getting another puppy. Hey. So we have one little two-year-old beagle right now named Emmett Smith, uh, <laughs> Ogden, and then we are getting uh, eight-week-year-old. It's a beagle mixed with something they're not sure. So the backstory is when the puppies were three days old, some still had umbilical cords attached. A guy put them, 14 of them, I think, in a sack and threw them over a bridge. And luckily someone saw it happen, so he was able to go get the bag before they all drowned. Um, so Crazy. Yeah, so we're rescuing one of them. Um, the name they gave because they went bridge-related was Golden Gate. Since Golden Gate's in San Fran, we thought we'd name someone after or name him after a famous San Franian. So we went with Barry Bonds. Nice. I'm not a huge Barry Bonds fan, to be honest. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, I figured you'd go with, like, kind of the same lines as, like, you're a big Cowboy yeah. slash Emmett Smith fan. Yeah. My mom I, was respect, like, you I respect the decision. You, my mom was like, you should have done Joe Montana. And I was like, then Ooh. they would have been rivals with Emmett. I was like, I can't have rivalries <laughs> inside the house. Touche. So, uh, yeah. He's so, taking this naming game So serious. then I was I trying like to it. think of, like, San Fran, like, famous people, like, E40. <laughs> Imagine if I had yes. Emmett E40. E40. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! Uh, so. I might call him that just for a little nickname when I come over. Oh, that's so, comedy. Anyway, so that's that is my comedy. Life that's your, update. That's your anyway. life update. All right, I don't have any big things like that. I, I don't know. The last podcast, I know the last podcast that the brand did was uh, the Don and Gumas. And I think I said it on that podcast, but have I talked about the Atlanta thing on this podcast? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I have. So. so if you guys don't know, <clears throat> um, I'm a screenwriter, and I'm really invested in kind of taking it to the next level this year. Um, I 
got a, I basically purchased a trip to Atlanta for a screenwriting summit um, where it's going to be a bunch of panels and mentorship and uh, networking, cocktail parties, all that good stuff. Um, it'll be in April. And uh, a big guy who's going to be there is actually a recent Oscar winner. It's the writer of Black Klansman. Okay. So I'm really excited to hear what he has to say and stuff like that. But Captain Marvel writer will be there. Just a lot, a ton of big cool. um, name people. So I'm really, really excited. So I've really been grinding on the screenwriting um, in the background a little bit. But really excited about that. So that's my kind of life update. But, <clears throat> excuse me, in terms of like pop culture type stuff, We'll get into some of the things that we uh, listened to, but uh, one I wanted to point out was um, Beyonce's sister. I hate to kind yeah, of preface her like that, that but uh, it's Solange Knowles and uh, her album, When I Get Home. Very good. I listened to it through once. I get a lot of SZA vibes. Um, it's kind of like, I don't want to say it's like radio friendly, but it's definitely like vibe and chill music, and I liked it. It was worth at least one listen, so... Um, if you're into that R&B type vibe, check it out. It's pretty good. And uh, yeah, any music you I, delved into? Not <clears throat> I know we're going to talk about two not, chains, yeah, but not that we're not going to break down. Yeah, yeah. So, so we'll talk about the two chains album. Um, but there is that Jonas Brothers released a song. If you're into that, oh my god! I actually low key like the song. The, yeah, I like I liked the video more just because it was I featuring all that. the wives. You actually went and watched the video? Yeah, just because it was featuring oh, the wives. Okay. I know it was uh, my girl Sophie okay. Turner slash Sansa Stark, and uh, I don't even know her name, but the the girl from Quantico. The other wife, do you even know? No. no. I couldn't okay. name you the three Jonas Brothers. Both. both One's smokes. Joe. Joe. I know Kevin. And the only reason I know that is because uh, Chicks in the Office, Barstool, Gaga's mm-hmm. over him. Yeah. And Couldn't tell sh- you. I don't know the other one. Bob? <laughs> Bob Jonas. You got it. <laughs> I have no idea. E-40? <laughs> E-40 Jonas. <laughs> um, so there's that. And then another thing I have to talk about, you don't want me to break it down fully because... You're going to probably watch it. but Yeah, we'll the, break it down once I watch it, too. Yeah, I just want more, more in detail. More in detail. But I kind of want to tell you, like, a, my thoughts on it. Yeah. So it's a two-part documentary on HBO. It's called Leaving Never, Neverland. And obviously, it's about – I'm sure if, if you're into pop culture, you've probably seen, seen it on Twitter. You've seen it in the news. Um, these two guys came out, and they basically went into graphic detail about how Michael Jackson sexually abused them. And one word I would say to describe it is haunting. Um, the way these these guys go into very very graphic detail. It, I'll say this: I it was a two part um, documentary, one on Sunday, the other one on a Monday. I didn't watch part two. Like it's that fucked up. Yeah. It's it's hard to watch. Um, so Rolling Stone, you know how like when let's say HBO was trying to. Um, promote a show they always do like a poll quote yeah um, rolling stone had um hard to watch hard to ignore hard to forget and i think that sums it up perfectly mm-hmm. it's uh, there if you're like a michael jackson die hard um i've seen some things where all oh, these people are lying the like yeah. it's all a the conspiracy was mad because they didn't get a voice i think the family sued and i will say to play one devil's advocate it was a one-sided documentary at least for what i watched right Part two might have been different, but uh, it was a one-sided documentary. But the way these guys went into the detail, it almost gives you like goosebumps. Like, what the? F- this is a fucked up world. <laughs> like, it's 
it was very hard to watch and I don't know if I'll ever go back and watch episode like the second part of it, but man, it's haunting. But it, it like I said, like I don't want to say it's something you have to go and see, and it does. It's it didn't hit me on like the level of like a uh, um, the OJ thirty for thirty yeah. or something like that, where or the um, Defiant ones, the Dre documentary on HBO. Like it didn't like hit me like God, this is like crazy. I have to watch this. I have to share it. This is just like like what the fuck did i just watch yeah. like it's hard um so if you're into that sort of thing if you're into learning about that check it out but man it's it's some crazy yeah. stuff i tell you and then it's also <clears throat> we're basically in movies and tvs now so just fyi and for TV. everybody yeah we need like a signal yeah thing. we do that'd be lit um <laughs> but it kind of I, so i watched the r kelly um i forget what it was called it was on lifetime like probably just a lifetime movie. No, it was like a six oh, part like a doc- mini yeah, documentary because right. yeah. he sued. That's right, and yeah. that's like what started to like bring it back up and got yeah. him and just it was the recently. girl. The girls came out and they said right, right? and yeah, okay. like did interviews and stuff. So and it, it's especially for because it's children. It makes it just so much like yeah. worse. Yeah, like it's one thing to like force yourself on someone or like yeah. take advantage, but like. To use your stardom to That's take advantage say. of little like, to, innocent children. Yes, to is, use your stardom and your your star power to manipulate these families, not even right. just families, the, the kids, yeah. but the families, is like, oh, on another level of advance your career. Like that's a lot of yes. stuff R. Kelly was doing. And then Same just, thing with like, Michael Jackson. them and stuff. So it's it's hard to watch. Um, I have. The Neverland one, I think at least one part, uh, probably part two, recorded, and then there was an afterward thing with yeah, Oprah. Yeah, Oprah did something. So yeah. I have I have that recorded too, so I'm definitely gonna try to yeah. watch it. Um, yeah. But we'll see. The other thing on HBO that it's not on here is we watched the end of True Detective Ooh, season three. We did. We did. See, it's been kind of so long that I, I kind of forgot that we didn't even talk so about we, that. But yeah, um, yeah, we got to talk about yeah. that because so we, 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 we were going we back texted and forth. about it, obviously, and I. It's mixed results in the yeah. sense that it was great that they brought it back, and it was it was a really good season. It was yeah. a really really and good they, season. It got back on track to their roots, basically, yeah. and made it a really good season. Because honestly, if this season wasn't very good, it kind of feels like we're probably not getting another True Detective totally season. So they at least saved it from that standpoint. But the ending, the last episode, really the last like maybe fifteen minutes. Okay, I think. Okay, kind of like didn't it didn't end in a like i would slightly disagree um you can keep going with what you want to say but i do you have i just i just don't think like what okay so one beef i had was we knew throughout the all three storylines you know the present the middle past and like the really old past Mm -hmm. that the kids were like one kid was alive one kid like i kind of wish they would do a storyline where it's like in the here and now mm-hmm. and we're following them trying to figure it out okay and then maybe we could do like a flashback at some point like you know what i mean like i kind of wish there what we didn't know what the end result was yeah two episodes in um but with that being said like the last at least 15 minutes when it was all about like his wife and like them that- staying together <laughs> That was such a terrible way, I thought, to end the actual show okay. and like series finale that it kind of knocked it down for me a little bit. Okay, so I guess I don't know in terms of like minutes. I would say if they would have ended with um, him 
figuring it out right. through the flashback to his wife and then how he goes out spoiler alert sorry if you yeah. uh, haven't seen this but um when he goes out to um is it the girl the yeah, girl fuck i names. forgot her name um Ju- julie i think right yeah. let's yeah. let's go with julie when he goes out to uh who is now an adult julie and, and actually changed her name i even think yeah probably and then like he's like figuring it out and then obviously he has alzheimer's and he forgets when he gets there um it was so agonizing to see that you're like yeah. oh my god he's right this, there yes it's crazy but i i appreciated that if they would have ended on that right. no i've been like i would have had no Cause beef because then, then it also makes sense that they had the whole storyline of like he has alzheimer's or whatever mm-hmm. dementia because like that was very pro- like they made it a point he has like he forgets stuff yeah. Throughout even when he was even when he was young he was like what was that quote he said when he was like he was like I don't tend to dwell on the past or something like that like he there were those little hints right and Um, so like it made it very prevalent in the end like okay this is why we made it a big deal that he had you know memory problems so I think there were two different scenes after that in the final episode one the one you were talking about how they it was the the bar scene the bar scene where it was their young selves and they had just gotten in a fight, and then they came back together, and they were about to break up. But instead, he's like, I want to marry you. Yeah. And then the very, very end is him in whatever war he was, Vietnam or something like that, and just him in the jungle. Yeah. Which, like, that was cool, but, like, I don't get why right. we ended on that's that. What, that's what I mean. Uh, yeah, like, I, I, I totally agree with that part. I just... <clears throat> it, I, I wouldn't say it brought it down. I, I thought the story t- – because I really enjoy um, Nick – I don't know how to say his last name, but the dude who is the writer and creator, uh, I really appreciate his storytelling, so I'm not going to knock it and like say the fact that they chose to end on that brings it down for me because I really did enjoy the season. No, I did too. Um, but I see what you're saying. Uh, I would have personally put that scene right. where he forgets at the very end and cut like that would just be such an agonizing ending. No, I agree. And I think that's what he wanted. I just maybe I need to go see it again or read up on it. Maybe there's a bigger right. meaning behind that um, getting together. I just didn't see it. I don't know. Yeah. But I see. I definitely see what you're saying. But overall, overall great season. Yeah, Mahershala absolutely Abs- killed, it. killed it. Killed it. Killed it. I can't. I, I really I even liked the other, his partner. I yeah, thought actually was I don't really, know really good too. his name, uh, yeah, but he, he did a really good job too. Um, I really hope that we get another yeah. season four, I guess. Yeah. And it's an anthology series, so we obviously get new actors and new storyline. Right. Um, I'm very here for that. What did you think of the little like cameo of uh, Matthew McConaughey and um, Woody Harrelson? How they kind they semi tied it. You remember when um, he? You know how old Marshall Ali was getting interviewed, and the blonde lady she pulled up her on her laptop, and it had both of their faces and. She was like, "Oh, a similar case in Louisiana happened." Oh, I kind of like this. On that. Really? I must have missed that. Oh yeah. So they kind they okay. vaguely tied it to the first season, mm. which I thought was very interesting. So I was kind of cool with that. Yeah. Overall, really good, really good uh, season. Go check it out if you have HBO. Um, I you're I if you like storytelling and cop shows, you'll definitely like that one. So. Um, speaking of HBO, do we want to give a yeah. status report on Game of Thrones? Brandon has g- uh, given in. Finally. Are you fully entrenched yet? Yeah, I it mean, it takes some time to get fully entrenched. So I, I think I'm finally to a point where I'm past when I stopped. So I'm on season two. I think I'm on like episode five or six. Okay, 
So Ga- this is Game of Thrones. I don't know if we said this is Game of Thrones. What we're yeah, talking Game about. <laughs> so I think, I think when I stopped last is when uh, the redhead girl yep. had uh, a demon coming out of her like she was pregnant. Yep. I'm pretty sure the that's red lady I was like, yeah, I'm done with this. Really? So you're done? No, no, no. Like oh, the first like time. the first time. Okay. The first time I tried to get through Game okay. of Thrones. I'm pretty sure that's when I was like, yeah, I'm out. Have you passed that? Yes. Or you passed yes, it? Okay. I passed that. So I'm past that. So I'm probably here to stay as long as I can. Yeah. Because like, I have to watch it. I don't have like HBO streaming. I just have it through DirecTV. Okay. So like for some reason when I go to like I can't rewatch stuff for some reason through my DirecTV like mm-hmm. HBO stuff. So I have to like search for it in this really weird way and it uh, like then yeah. records it and so it's a whole I feel ordeal. like if you have HBO on your DirecTV so you like pay for HBO yeah. Okay. Through DirecTV, but Through the DirecTV. other problem is so I you should have, have HBO Go, right? But the problem is I don't you even don't have, have like app. a DirecTV login because it's through CenturyLink. Hmm. So like, okay, so we don't have to get all right, into all that. That's just like, weird, but it's like a weird setup. So okay. like, it's hard. Like, I can't go back and just watch like they're everything. Gonna, they're gonna be listening to this, and you ain't gonna have any TV when we go back home. So yeah. <laughs> cut it, no. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, so I'm through. I think episode five or six. So like. One of the last things I saw, spoiler alert, um, is... No spoiler. If you haven't seen Game of Thrones yeah, now and you're part, watching it, right. like, don't listen to this part. Um, so Arya is like the little maid for... Um, Tyrion? Tyrion. Or Tyron. Tyron, yeah. And one of the other dude's brothers just died by that little demon thing, the gay guy. Yep. Uh, Redley. Yeah. Um, Baratheon. Who yeah. is brother of the King Robert. Right. Okay. And then... I know more because then, I'm watching it through a second time. Yeah. Like, when I first watched it, I would not know, like, any yeah. names, nothing. And then Sansa almost got, like... This, they just dropped, they just dropped Jeffrey's young sister, like, in the water, yeah. set her free. Yep. There She's going big, to Dorne. Like, uh, Joffrey got hit with, like, a pile of shit. Oh, yeah. And then they almost, like, raped... Uh, Sansa, yeah. So the Hound Savior, yeah. So that's where I'm at. Okay. So you say is that midway through season two? two? Yeah. Okay. It, it just keep going. I know. Yeah. I know it seems like a lot. I know no, it seems like a little yeah. weird, but keep grinding. It gets better. Yeah. It gets better. So I'd say this is like a weird thing to say with like a big series like this, but like I was fully addicted like season three. Yeah. Honestly, that's where it really gets crazy. Which. I know, like, if in terms of all, like, all the shows, like, if you're watching three seasons, and it, yeah. you know, I wouldn't normally do that, but I'm telling you, it gets it gets crazy, and it, it's gonna be it's gonna pay off when like we watch it live, the last season live right. together. Like, I'm telling you, it's gonna be lit. So, can't wait to see your your thoughts, and we could talk about theories when you're all done. Okay. All right, let's get into the real shit. Um, we got Oscars. Yes. So this is kind of stale news now. Like, it's a little old, but we uh, want to We're talk- breaking the Oscar winners, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you haven't heard, get out rock. of the rock. Get out of the rock, please. <laughs> um, so Oscars went down uh, a couple weeks ago, probably. We're just going to go through and talk about the main winners. Uh, we're going to start off with uh, lead actor. That went to Rami Malek in Bohemian Rhapsody. Honestly, kind of an upset there, right? Like, I, I think it was a, it was a three way race between. Yeah. It felt like he swept the award shows. Bohemian Rhapsody or no, Rami Malek? Okay, for what he was yeah. for best actor. Like, don't you think he kind of 
Yeah, I, I picked him, but I could definitely. I, I wouldn't have been mad. Like, I don't if think that's a, Bradley Cooper won or um, Christian Bale would have won. I could definitely see those. To me, if I were an odds maker, I think he would have been my betting favorite. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. No, I think like he deserved it because that movie more than anything. It's his performance that encompasses the right. movie more than, I guess, the story. Like it was a feel-good story. The music is good. Like it's 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 a fun story. Right. But I think more than anything, it was his performance. So I think that is deservingly so right. a winner. Yeah, I have so, no problem with that. Yeah, me too. Um, actress, uh, lead actress, went to Olivia Coleman in The Favorite. We both haven't seen this movie. Um, it was the most nominated movie of the night. I don't think it. It really did. It have really a very didn't good do night. great. I think this was the only winner. It may have won some like design yeah. awards or something, but um, she. I, I, I liked her speech. It was kind of witty funny, and yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, she did. I would on. also say she was probably the favorite going into that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, think I wanted honestly, to see Lady Gaga win. I think honestly, of, the, of the like five big ones. The best actor, actress, best supporting for both, and then best picture. Like, I almost would say the favorite one in everything except for best picture. Yeah, I could see that. I, I think I got all of these right except um, best picture and lead actress when we were doing our, like, right. picks or whatever. Um, so, yeah, there's that. But uh, let's let's keep it going. Actor in the supporting role, Mahershala Ali in Green Book. Um, you haven't seen this one yet, have no, you? No. Green Book. I thought it was a really good movie. I know there's some beef, you know, with like Spike Lee and all that um, stuff, but it was a feel-good story. It, it was an important story to tell, and I think it did a good job. Mahershala Ali killed it. Um, if you haven't seen it, highly recommend that. Um, so I think he was deserving of that award. And then I called this one. This is another one that I haven't seen, but. Just from hearing things and watching right. stuff, this one I, was might have been the lock for the, the whole night. Yeah, yeah, and that was besides besides best song being shallow. True, that was probably <laughs> the, yeah. Agree with that. Um, you could even argue for Spider Man in the Spider Verse. Right. That was another one where probably, it was like yeah. easy pick. Right. But uh, Regina King won for If Beale Street Could Talk. Yeah, for actress in the supporting role. I really want to see that movie. I, I've heard yeah. it's very powerful and. Um, all about that life. Uh, so here's the big one, best picture. This one, uh, I think. Did we both pick a Stars Born? I know I picked a Stars you Born. What did Stars you? Born. What did you pick? I did picked, you pick the favorite? Maybe I think that's no, what you maybe. No? I picked. What did I pick? I don't know. I don't remember. Do you remember? Maybe I went with the favorite. I don't remember I don't off know. the top of my head. But uh, Green Book took the dub. Um, I was. Fairly surprised. I would say it was an upset. No, no, the big upset. I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who the favorite was. Maybe it was the favorite. Maybe it was um, Star a Star is Born. Honestly, in the back of my head, when Green Book won for uh, screenplay, I was like, okay, they really like this movie. Right. I could see it winning Best Picture. I still picked a Star is Born because I was sticking to my guns, but um, Green Book, it's a good movie. It's I would say it's deserving of a Best Picture. Um I don't know. It's weird. Like normally, I don't want to say it was a down year in movies, but like there were some good ones. But I feel like when Bohemian Rhapsody, it, it, that was a really good movie. But I don't see it as an Oscar yeah. movie. Um, Vice doesn't really seem like an Oscary movie. Yeah, either. like when those movies are nominated for Best Picture, you question whether it was a down year or not. But um, Green Book in itself, I thought was a really good movie. Um, very. 
um, powerful and meaningful, and I think it was good. So yeah. go check it out. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I just have – I guess, like, I don't really have any beef, actually, with this year's Oscars um, for the most part. The one thing that, like, I am kind of upset about is how does Bradley Cooper in his directing debut – he's the director, he wrote most of the movie. He, wrote he the sang songs, the songs. He sang the songs. He starred acting. He and they like, got no love. He got no love yeah. specifically. Yeah. Like, I kind of struggle with that because – how many actors who could like never sing before are singing a song live at the Oscars? Yeah. And let's just, let's bring this into the fold. So, um, Rami Malik, who won the best actor, he didn't, he, he lip sync. Yeah. yeah. He, so like, and I get like, he wore those special teeth and like, yeah. And it was and more like, so the movements right. encompassing the, right. The, yeah. But, but like, yeah, that's tough. This, this man did everything. Yeah, I, Bradley Cooper. I, I, do, I do take. I, I think that's wrong. Like he should have been recognized at least in one of the categories. Right. Yeah, he wasn't even nominated for, for best director. director. Yeah, which is kind like, of definitely a snub. Come on, and that, that went to uh, your favorite movie, Roma. So yeah, which sucked. <laughs> Maybe Brandon I picked Roma. Did I pick Roma for best picture? Maybe you did. I, I don't know. Roma. Maybe you did. I forgot that was nominated. Yep, crazy ass movie. Yeah, not your fave. Um. Okay, let's see. Favorite moment of the Oscars? Do you have one? I'm gonna sneeze here in a minute. I think. Um, it was probably. I mean, shallow has to be up there. That was really cool. That was uh, by far my favorite yeah, part. The other would the be the eye fucking of Bradley oh, yeah, Cooper and yeah, Lady Gaga. Yeah. Uh, Whew, sheesh. We yeah. could we could talk about we should talk about how. Uh, so I don't know if you, maybe I have this story wrong. But so he was with Bradley Cooper. He was with his wife. Girlfriend. Girlfriend. They're not married. They've you're, been together sure. for a long time, but they're not married. Okay. And then they broke up after the show, basically. Because I heard a lot. I don't of, think they broke up. Are you sure? Because yeah. I saw a shit ton Lady of stuff Gaga on Twitter. Lady Gaga was engaged, and her and her fiance Before broke up. the Oscars. Yes. But no, I'm I, pretty sure that was, that fake was news? a running joke. Yeah. Okay. Because I thought, I, I saw on Twitter that they were husband and wife, and they broke they up. They were husband and wife okay. to begin with. Okay. They like live together and have been dating for a long time, but they're they're not married. Okay, and then I know that Lady Gaga, one of her quotes after the performance was, "We were selling love." Yeah, basically. we, um, what was basically in so many words, it was that, and we, it was we, um, wanted them to see love. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. So, do they love each other? That's is the question. Power couple. <laughs> um, that would be crazy. That was other, definitely my favorite. Part oh yeah, though. no, by by far the other um, good moment was Amy Poehler. Um, yeah, that was funny. Tina Fey and whatever the yeah, hell. The, the opening monologue, basically, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, that was that was good. Yeah, and it worked with no hosts. No, I thought so. I yeah. thought it it actually made things go quicker. I thought that this year's Oscars was a little quicker pace. We didn't have. So, like, I'm okay with the host if they just do a monologue and, like, cool Bounce. out. <laughs> like, what we don't need is a monologue and then, like, some random-ass skit where we have to go viral. Yeah, then, normally it's like, oh, you give everybody in this uh, Stan's uh, cookies yeah, or the, the cookies. Ellen's cookie yeah. or selfie thing. Yeah, Ellen started. It was cool. Great. Great idea. You got a great selfie. And then, like, uh, Jimmy Kimmel and what's his little buddy – um, went to like the movie theater and oh, across yeah, the next that's door right. and like handed out treats. Like it just every year someone had to top it, so they had to yeah. do the viral moment. And then there's those random, awful like jokes in between like categories, yeah. like certain categories. 
so I didn't miss those at all. I think like I like the monologue. Usually they're good, um, and if you get someone that's really good at it, it make it adds some value to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's your take on? Um, so remember back when they were going to do the uh, most popular or popular film yeah. category, they backed out on that, and then um, it came out that they were going to they were going to. They were going to basically give away some of like the editing and the yeah. lesser tier um, awards during commercials. There and there was such a backlash before. that they decided no. I just thought it was hilarious how the Oscars backpedaled so many times, yeah. especially with the hosts, the popular film category, and then the like. Uh, I don't want to say lesser uh, prestige because honestly, the less known. Yeah, which, the lesser known, which. Honestly, especially with me screenwriting, yeah, they make the movies. So I agree with the people that it needs to be shown. I agree. Backpedaling out of presenting every award was smart. They should have never had that idea in the first place. Yeah. Um, The other problem, like for best or most popular movie or whatever, I'm fine with dropping that category. They basically wanted Black Panther to win something. Right. That's straight up what it was. Cool. Like, it wasn't a great idea. I wasn't really all that excited when they announced it. Yeah. So, like, I get why they backed out of it. They just, again, another... There should have been an adult in the room to be like, yeah, guys, that's that's a bad idea. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for if a superhero movie, like, is good enough, it'll be nominated right. in the Best Picture category. Right. And that's straight up. So, yeah. All right. So, um, another big Oscar thing. Oh, well... Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Big, whoa, big for whoa, one person. Whoa. Big part for one person. Um, yeah. So you were I was, walking. I was Emmett, walking, walking. I think you heard Emmett me. Emmett almost fell because he was like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> so, so Netflix teased The Irishman. I have been tease, talking about this. They did absolutely freaking nothing. But I'm okay with it. <laughs> they, <laughs> they showed they a showed. bullet in names and the title. <laughs> they showed. Did I, did I summarize it accurately? Scorsese. <laughs> <laughs> De, Niro, De Niro, Pesci, Pacino, um, Pacino, and Harry Keitel, and it was a bullet with all where all the eyes were in the names. But the best part was the talking. Oh my god! So he basically says, "Oh, I hear you're a brother of mine." He says, "Yeah, yeah, how you doing?" And then he says, "I heard you paint houses." And he says, "Yes, I do. Do you get it?" Because there's a meaning behind it. So basically, he says, I hear you're a brother of mine, which he says, yeah, yeah, how you doing? So he's saying he's in the mafia. And then he says, I heard you paint houses, which means you're a hitman, like you kill people. And he says, yes, I do. Which that's the metaphor, like you're painting houses, like think painting red. I had to look this up online. I won't lie to you. (laughs) The Don over here doesn't know. (laughs) But, oh, my God, dude, I was so fucking hyped. Like, Taylor was sitting there, and, like, I'm, like, doing jumping jacks in your living room and she's just like what the fuck but yeah i oh man it was crazy they didn't even give us a release date i I even like i even like quote you and i'm like i'm like i'm so excited i know they didn't show anything but (laughs) let me have this (laughs) yeah they basically said it's coming this fall and here's a here's a here's the name here's a quote for you (laughs) watch this bullet honestly i'm so fucking excited it's gonna be insane but um another aside from that another big part um post oscars i guess steven spielberg wants to propose a rule to the academy disqualifying netflix and other streaming services from winning future oscars um this is this is big. This is really big. Um, Can they I start were, by just saying sure. I want to disqualify James Cameron from making another <laughs> stupid ass <laughs> another uh, Avatar movie? Yeah. 
instead of I never even saw the first logged in to do. Yeah. And some of the dumb dumbest uh titles like yeah. something about seeds. They're trying to get something called unobtainium unob- or unobtainium, one of the two. I I literally I unobtainable. That's what that means. <laughs> You know how you ain't stupid that is? You ain't going to get it. <laughs> that is so stupid. Oh, my God. But, yeah, so this this is very big. They're, obviously, they're scared of Netflix, and they're right. scared Roma. that Roma yeah, got the love. And they're scared for, honestly, The Irishman because that's going to be Net- Netflix's biggest push for the next Oscars. Right. The Irishman is different, and I guess we can kind of bring this kind of news into this bullet point. But um, it came out that Scorsese pushed for a wide theatrical release for The Irishman, so it could be nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. Um, so Roma was nominated. They kind of made an exception. So I think that was a limited release, and then they released it. Like, it, it was in theaters for three, three weeks, and then it was – put on netflix i think you could go see it now too because it's yeah. an oscar movie but um it kind of went a weird route in terms of the rollout but the irishman i heard is going to be released wide so it's going to be whatever whatever the normal run is for a box office okay. movie so like three months or something like that and then it'll be on netflix so it's going to be a little different but definitely that's going to be net netflix's biggest push towards next year's uh best picture winner I mean, it has all the tools to do so. Maybe it won't live up, but it has all the tools. So Spielberg wants more of a traditional route, and I honestly think this is bullshit. Like, yeah. I am totally against this. Like, Netflix needs to get with the times. Honestly, this might be my March um, article because <laughs> I'm thinking about this. But um, I don't know. Like, just get with the times. Adapt. Right. Like, adapt with the culture. This is the way of the future. Streaming, we might, I, and I, I, I'm not anti movie theater because I really do enjoy going to the movie theaters. Like it's, I, I want to better see, than sitting there and yeah, watching a movie. Yes, at a movie theater. I want to see the Irishman in theaters straight right. up. But I think in terms of um, recognizing these movies for art and for these Oscar awards, I think of course you should give if a movie is good enough on Netflix, on HBO, on anything. Give it love, right. um, you know. Show, show credit. Give credit where credit is due, and I think you need to adapt with the times. Straight up, um, I don't get why Steven Spielberg is on this bullshit, and I'm totally against him. I'm totally on Netflix's side. So no, I agree. You agree? It's straight. It's up? absolutely stupid. It uh, adapt. Yeah. If Netflix makes the best movie, Netflix makes the best movie. No one loses from that. Yeah. You you can go direct for Netflix if you want. If you don't want to, don't. Sure. Like, you know what I mean? Like And I don't even get the argument for the other side. Like what? You're scared of Netflix, so right. you're trying to block them? Like I, I get that Netflix is a um rival to the movie theater and to the traditional route of releasing movies, but I don't know. Just adapt with the times. Right. Adapt with the times. It's so dumb. Um Netflix responded. Here's their response uh, via Twitter. Uh, they said, we love cinema. Here are some things we also love. Access for people who can't always afford or live in towns without theaters. Letting everyone everywhere enjoy releases at the same time, giving filmmakers more ways to share art. Um, these things are not mutually exclusive. So, yeah, I, I think that was straight up great. It was short, sweet. Yep. I thought it was perfect. Definitely. Yeah, so... There's that. There's the Oscar talk. Uh, do we want to 
give our um, Captain Marvel preview right now? Yeah, just quickly. Quick, yeah. Because we're so, going to go see it yep. tomorrow. So the next Unfiltered Cinemax yes. episode will be Captain Marvel. We'll be breaking it down tomorrow. Um, have you heard anything about it? Have you seen like no, reviews I, or anything? I've tried to you stay try away. To stay as away? Far okay, as do you not want me to give the Rotten Tomato score? No, you can. Okay. Um, do you want me to also give some other stuff I read on it or no? Just the Rotten, Just Rotten Tomato score. All right, 88. Okay. So, uh, so the only thing I've seen was like I saw one headline that was like uh, it got mixed reviews. Yeah, same. But I was just gonna say, yeah, it was weird. So I originally I saw like a headline where reviews. it was like it was saying like uh, it's a little sloppy, but then I I saw the Rotten Tomatoes and it's eighty eight. I'm like, okay, so yeah. it must be pretty good. So yeah. I don't yeah, know. I'm, I'm excited to see it and give our own. Yeah, um, yeah I've purposefully take. tried to avoid like anything I do Captain too. Marvel. Um, especially because we've already gotten so many freaking trailers. Yeah. Like, I don't want to know anymore. I know, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I've been purposefully avoiding everything. And I think Rotten Tomatoes kind of switched it up specifically for this movie. Um, I think now they aren't going to release the score until the movie is released, which I know the movie technically hasn't released. Right. But I think it's more um, until it's, like, the premiere day, you know, yeah. in L.A. So, um which is interesting because normally they reveal it like a week before it's uh, right. released. So I honestly am a fan of this because I'm one of those guys who like I don't want to know like what people are thinking because I don't want well, to form my own opinion. Exactly. Right. So I'm I'm a fan of that switch. But in terms of uh, previewing the movie, um, I it's I this is a dumb going to be a dumb comment, but I think it's going to be uh, I don't know. I don't want to say it's going to be a hit or a miss because that's going to, like, obviously it's going to be either good or bad. But um, I don't know. I could but see. But you have to identify bad. For Marvel, bad is not DC bad. True. Like, the floor for Marvel is a lot higher than what the floor is for most movies. Sure. Because they're just too damn good at mm -hmm. what they do to give like an actual bad like clunker of a movie and th it, it's this is an important movie for marvel oh, because this is super this is the face of marvel moving forward after this phase after uh end game so very important that they get a, a maybe a not win the here. face but i think though she's going she they're tending like, more towards her moving forward Maybe as like the leader, but as yeah, far that's as what like, I mean. like Black Panther is going to be the face of, as far as like for consumers. Okay, you know I'm saying I'm more saying? in terms of like, but the, it's the lead of the new Avengers or right. whatever. Okay, right. yeah, from an actual cinematic standpoint, she'll be the face. But for con like in consumers, when they think Marvel moving forward, I don't think it's going to be like, oh yeah, Captain Marvel. It's going to be Black Panther. Okay, don't you think? I don't know. We'll find out maybe after I, I after like tomorrow. So. Maybe we'll know. It's more. important for them because this is their first like woman superhero. Yeah, another standalone. Um, Wonder Woman actually killed it mm -hmm. um, with DC, so it's kind of having to like rival that a little bit. Yeah. Um, so it shall be, an, and then the only Captain Marvel is, plays a big role in taking out Thanos and we most would, of the we cartoons. So, um, so. The only thing that I'm somewhat skeptical about is the humor that I've seen in the trailers. Like, that's the only part where I'm like, is it cheesy? Yeah. But I don't know. Like you said, Marvel normally 
is spot on with their shit. Yeah. So I'm excited for the movie. Um, I'm excited to. I I really hope we get like a post credit scene where it ties into Endgame. That's what I'm honestly most excited for. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. So check it out tomorrow. Here we go. Ready? This is my metaphor for Marvel. Okay. The, The New England Patriots. Okay. They're, Tom Brady gets hurt one year, and everybody's like, oh, Patriots are going to suck. What do they do? They go 10-6. and six. <laughs> That's their floor. 10-6 is they their floor. They may not win the Super Bowl every, every year, year, but they're still but in contention. most years, they're going to win it. <laughs> and when they don't, they're right there. That's I like that. I like that metaphor. Brandon's coming Minus out here the with fact that everybody hates the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So We, we hate greatness, so eventually we're going to start hating Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's uh, keep moving forward here. Uh, sticking with the yeah, superhero-type movies, uh, Will Smith will not return for James Gunn's version of The Suicide Squad. Um, I think, honestly, it wasn't because like they didn't want him. I think it was more so just because of scheduling. That's what I read, that he wasn't able to do it. Um, so I think that's a point that some people are going to, you know, they see the headline and they don't read it. Yeah. So I think that's fair to point out but it's still um, not great news no uh, definitely not i liked i liked his character in in suicide squad will smith he can bring people to movies exactly so but uh so i guess you're answering that question does this help or hurt the the next suicide squad do you think give me in any world where losing will smith helps your movie or your franchise. I agree. Sorry, dumb fucking question. Just no, go like, say it. You know what I say mean. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Dumb fucking no, question. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I was I was going more for with the, with the question. I was going more for like the cohesion from the first one to the this one. Like no, again. so now we obviously know that this is going to be a total revamp of the Suicide right. Squad. Which maybe that's better from that perspective. Yeah. But here's the thing: they screwed up by having Will Smith should have never been in Suicide Squad to begin with. Yeah, because you know that you're gonna get all these contract issues well, and shit. That, but also like, not to go back on the Marvel, but like build characters and build like have a maybe somewhat famous, not really famous actor be a character and let him build himself and the character along. So you're saying in terms of the Marvel comparison, like Chris Evans like, wasn't right. that huge before right. Captain Mar- or Captain right. America. But then he gets to grow. Now he's huge, mm-hmm. and Captain America is huge. Okay. Like you have to let them grow with the storyline instead of being like, okay, we're going to get Ben Affleck. Yeah, that's fair. You know, like they just tried to make these splashy hires mm-hmm. for their characters and didn't like develop the characters. And then like at some point, Everybody knows who Ben Affleck is, so like you're not going to grow anybody by making True. people know who Ben Affleck is. That's a that's a valid point. Um, so what are the chances that Dave Bautista is gonna we're gonna get a? Yeah, I would assume so. I, as long yeah. as there's no weird contract thing with yeah. DC, Marvel, and Guardians, we, and whatnot. We we've talked about that think, in a previous podcast yeah, where he at he least said he be, wants to yeah. be. But I just I'm waiting for that uh, headline where yeah. it says he actually is signed on because I, I I have a feeling it's coming so that'll be cool. Uh, another Will Smith kind of tidbit: he was also casted as Serena and Venus Williams' father in an upcoming movie called King Richard, which has met with some controversy. Honestly, I didn't really read into this. I don't know why people are pissed. Um, it's may, maybe people. they're maybe they're pissed about the fact that they're doing this as a movie. I don't. I honestly don't know, um, so yeah, I don't. I don't know, but I think that'd be cool. Uh, are you kind of here for that? Yeah, I'm trying to look him up to see what he looks like. So that's what he looks like. I know this is okay. Bad podcasting. Yeah, 
Yeah, Will Smith could probably look like that. He needs he's a little light skin compared to King Richard, but whatever. Whatever. A little grayer. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if we need a movie yet about Venus and Serena and their dad specifically, but we'll cuz I think cuz I think I don't know the controversy really, but and I don't know the this their story in detail. But I'm pretty sure, like, he was very hard on yeah. them. Is yeah. that kind of the yeah. where they're going, the angle? Yeah, I okay. would assume. So maybe that's why people are pissed. I don't fucking know. Um, so there's that. Um, let's move on. Disney Villains TV show yes. is coming to the Disney Plus app. Uh, another Disney Plus app news, Marvel shows that are going to be on the app will be connected to the MCU this was announced. Um, production is slated to start in 2020 in Ireland for the DV, the Di- the Disney TV villains show, whatever. Um, it's unclear whether it will be live action or animated, but the fact that production is in Ireland, to me, hints more at a live action. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so does the Disney villains show make you want to get the app anymore or less? Like, Do you think that'll be cool? Uh, it'll be cool. It doesn't change my desire either way to get the app. Um, it kind of is what it is. I do. Your your next question, I think, is a good question. Is it a good idea to connect the shows and the movies? So, do we want to combine the TV shows with the MCU? And I actually think it's not a good idea for Marvel to to, to connect com- them to connect them. Okay, because I think it's already difficult. You have to see so many movies to like. To it's watch, gonna, like, it's to, gonna become homework. Right. Yeah. To 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 like understand what's going on in Endgame and actually get it. There's probably what, twenty some twenty plus movies you have oh, to yeah. watch. Yeah, it's to, a lot to like see everything up until mm. that point. So I think at some point you, there's going to the fatigue is going to set in. It's a matter of if fatigue is gonna start sooner rather than later. Um so I think you wanna push off the fatigue as much as possible. So I would I would just kind of have your TV show be separate. Separate. You can make hints and like yeah. tie little things in or something like timeline wise, sure. but I wouldn't. I wouldn't I get it mixed up. I, I could see multiple ways with how they do this. One we've talked about it. I think on the last podcast we talked about it, but like maybe introducing a new um, group of characters the on the TV show and eventually working them to movies. Um, I like I like what you say with like the little hints and the Easter eggs and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I, I I see both sides here. One, I see like it becomes more of like a homework assignment, watching these things, and it get, just gets uh, you know tiring. I see that, but then again, if you are a fan of these Marvel movies and shows, I could see it being really cool. Like I would have loved, loved, loved to see like a daredevil or a punisher reference at least yeah. reference in the movies something crazy um you know it, it would have been cool um for people who don't have netflix or don't watch those shows i get it like they yeah. don't really care for that that's the other thing there's a different audience with the movies than there is the tv shows. not the everyone should have this Disney right. app, well and know? the tv shows are usually geared like for Marvel towards like diehard, like actual comic fans, stuff like that, that okay. just love superheroes. Stuff. And, and there were more like ground level heroes, right. you know? So I don't, right now on the docket, we have for Marvel, Loki, Scarlet, Witch, winter soldier and uh Falcon. So we get all those, those are all movie characters. Yeah. Which 
I don't know. Do we dive back in time to right. tell Loki's story? Like Do we get him where he's at now? So it, there's just a lot. Dead now. A lot. Too spoiler. Shit. Spoiler alert. Um, do we get where they are now? It, there's just a bunch of questions. Bunch of questions. No, I get it. Um, so there's that. What do you, okay, here's a, here's some for you. Uh, what do you think will be the best show on the Disney Plus app for what we have so far? Yeah. So obviously we have the Mandalorian by uh, from the Star Wars franchise. We have all, all the Marvel shows, like I just said, Loki, Scarlet Witch, and then Winter Soldier and Falcon are combined. So three Marvel shows, and then this Disney villains show. Okay, remind me again. Uh, is like Loki being played? Like, are they the yeah? Movie? It, okay, yeah, it's the same actors and everything. Huh. I'm. I'll say my vote because I know exactly what Yours I think. I think it's Mandalorian straight okay. up. I think um, with the 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 uh, actors and the directors yeah. and the. I also heard they're going the way they're filming it, the like angles and stuff like that, and the cinematography. It's supposed to be, crazy. It's supposed to be like kind of groundbreaking. So. I don't know. I have high expectations for this Mandalorian. I also think another um, scenario, like another argument that should be in the fold is how they release it. I think it'll be inter- interesting to see whether we get all the episodes and we can binge, right. or if it's going to be like an HBO okay. where it's week by week. Yeah. Um, I personally think it'd be smarter to go week by week because let's say they drop the Mandalorian in in the fall. We get it week by week. We get Star Wars week to week by week, leading up leading to, up to yeah, I think um, that's a good idea. The final Star Wars episode. So I don't know. I like that. That would be my play yeah. as a marketer, but I don't yeah, know. no, I think Mandalorian's probably number one. Um, probably if the villain shows done right, that's probably number two. Would you Would you be more or less interested if it was animated? Less, less. Do you yeah. think it still has potential to be cool if it is animated? Yeah, it could be. Would you watch it? Depends on what's going on. True. Like, it would depend. Yeah. On a who, lot of who would you want to be the lead villain? And I couldn't even answer this because I don't even remember. I'm putting you on the spot. Uh, I don't know. But uh, like, is it Cruella Deville? Is it Ursula? Is it uh, Scar from? <laughs> I don't even know if he would be on that one, but. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's it's hard. Uh, I I honestly I haven't seen these movies in so long. Yeah, let me give me a sec. But you're a Disney movie guy, yeah. so right. You could do. They all died. Uh, Ursula would be an interesting one, but then it's under the sea. Under the sea. Yeah, so that's a little hard. Jafar would be a good one from okay. Aladdin. Okay. Which are you excited about the live action Aladdin movie? I don't know. I don't it know. It looks kind of rough. It looks weird. It looks rough. I don't know how I feel about Will Smith going blue. It's weird. Yes. He looks, looks really, so <laughs> really looks weird. So but we'll go see Tough it. Start. We Tough have start. to go see it. We'll figure it out as we go. Are we going to go see Dumbo? I don't know. That comes out this month. I was never a Dumbo fan. Really? But it has a really good cast. Everything Michael Keaton does lately yeah. has been good. has so. a really good cast. I And the fact it's Tim Burton, like, yeah. I'm, I'm interested. Yeah. So, Okay. Um, is that it for the Disney Plus app? I think so. All right. This is an interesting little uh, note. Chris Hemsworth will play Hulk Hogan in an upcoming biopic. Uh, my question to you, does this intrigue you? Does Hulk Hogan even have a biopic-worthy life? Yeah, question number three. Uh, let me ask you a question. Okay. First. Will Chris Hemsworth have to say the N-word? <laughs> no. No, have to say <laughs> brother. Um, no, it really doesn't intrigue me. Really? He has a biopic-worthy life 
this is gonna be terrible to say. Okay. When he dies. Okay. Like I don't know. Yeah, I have a running theory with I, biopics. Can I tell my running theory? Yeah. So honestly, I think biopics are better. Not always. Not always. But I have a running theory that most of the time biopics are better when the subject is alive so? to control the story. Think about it. Straight out of Compton. He had Dre, Cube, all the other guys other than Eazy-E. But it depends. It, you, dep- it depends because <clears throat> either you're getting a watered down truth, one-sided truth. Or you're going to get like I I think for straight out of Compton for the most part I think everybody was just actually brutally honest and yeah. that's what made it great true but there are like you could get the fear of like yo this part's kind of bad like think if they actually talk about the controversy where like he doing a sex tape and uses the n word like oh Hulk Hogan right yeah you're going if we didn't have it on video like you're going to get like a fil- like a very filtered view of that whereas- i get that but here here's my take if i were making a biopic i would tell the family tell the person a lie like it, it has to be a compelling story here's my thing with biopics i think they need to be so shrunken where it's focused on one point yeah. and you excuse me you fill in the lines so the f- it, it's not a good story when literally they tell the whole life story. Like Tupac's movie, I don't know if you ever saw it. Yeah, but we watched it. Did we together watch it? the oh, yeah, day? Yeah, like the day you house. watched the day you moved in. Yeah, it, it was so not bad. It was an average movie. Yeah, but they tried to pack so much in there. They tried to tell right. all of his life. If they would have focused more on like the interview itself and then flashed it back a little, which they did, but like they just tried to jam pack so much. Right. I think like. Here's here's uh and I hate to kind of pitch this because I really want to make this movie when I fucking make up make it and blow up in this um, industry, but I want to do a Frank Sinatra movie. I'm a mob guy, and I don't know if I would like focus on this, but just for terms of um, the argument, I would focus on the fact how he had a relationship with Robert Kennedy and the mob ties that Frank Sinatra had, and how. Robert Kennedy put all the restrictions on the organized crime to um, really shake down the mafia and how that interaction. And then that would be the focal point. And then you kind of fill in with flashbacks and shit about his life. So it'd be more so about that, that um, relationship time and, and period. And, and then, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so there needs to be a focal point and we're, we're getting way too into yeah. this shit, but, but like, I don't know, like biopics are hard. They really are. Yeah. But we love them because they're about like interesting mu- characters, ir- interesting part. characters, and like real life. It's right. relatable. Right. So I don't know. I-, I would definitely watch a Hulk Hogan movie. I I, I think. I mean, I-, I I don't know if that if I see a Hulk Hogan movie, I'm like, and, and it's Chris Hemsworth. I-, I I think I have to watch it. Yeah. You know. Uh, here's what I'll say. One, if you do a biopic, you have to nail the character like you have to nail the actor who's playing the character Mm -hmm. because if you get someone who doesn't do like if i can't see chris hemsworth or liam whoever being hulk hogan if you see more chris hemsworth instead of hulk Hogan, right or like some him like just playing an actual character like you got to embody it yeah for it to work embody instead of imitate right i get that uh number two as far as biopics i like documentaries better because I think you can do, like with Frank Sinatra, yeah. who lives such a crazy life. You Have you seen that it. HBO documentary? 
no. incredible. But you could do like an eight part documentary where it's yeah. like early life. It is four parts. Where it's, so. where it's like, <laughs> yeah. but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I think those work better than like the OJ case with um um. The, the 30 for 30, 30, for 30. In, instead of the but also then what they did with um the the uh fx show yeah the fx show where it literally broke down it was a mini series so it was episode by episode like if it was just a movie about oj like mm-hmm. i think it loses its luster but because they're able to go in such detail on yeah. specific parts because tv I, you get to right uh, i think yeah. documentaries work better for for that stuff that's fair and i i'm fairly sure i read that martin scarsese was trying to make a sinatra movie but the family didn't want to tell it the way scarsese right. would like to. that's the problem yeah and that's the problem but so going back to my point i i feel like i didn't really like fully answer what i was about to say i feel like if i were to make a biopic and going back to like the subject being alive i would tell them we need to tell the whole story to make a compelling right. movie. We can't tell this one-sided and just kind of this choppy story. So I, I wouldn't ins- like. He's dead. Like R.I.P. Well, like, even if they're even if they're the alive, story, right. even if they're alive, I would be yeah, like, some of we need to tell the dark parts. You know what I mean? So some people, you know. Well, yeah. If it's too dark, you don't get the <laughs> statue of limitations. You know? Exactly. Might not be. Up. But uh, yeah, biopics like, are tough, but. Um, I guess here's a fun question that I threw in here. What's a biopic that you really want to see or I guess you could see happening? I saw on Twitter after the Bohemian Rhapsody thing, like how they how Rami Malik won. What's the next kind of rock one we're gonna get? You can answer that question well, or just John anybody. Is the next one. Yeah. Um, sure. But after that I guess. Is there I know one, I, I can think of one rock? that I guarantee it has to be I see rock? It. No. No, it could be anything. Who but, are you thinking? But I could definitely see like a rock one. Nirvana, Kurt Cobain. Yeah, I could easily see that. Or like ACDC, or Kiss. Kiss. ACDC would be like I love their music, but is there a like? Yeah, maybe. What's what's the story behind? But maybe Kiss, just because of like their weirdness and the makeup and stuff. I could easily see Nirvana because that would be a compelling story because that dude had some fucking demons. Yeah, Cobain. Yeah. As far as like musicians, I think one day we'll get an Eminem biopic, like true biopic, not just like that would be crazy semi-based one. Uh, like Eight Mile was. Um, Mine's easily Frank Sinatra. Like I, yeah. I want to do a Frank Sinatra movie so bad. That'd be so fucking cool. It'd the be Johnny hard. Cash one. We kind of got Walk the Line. Was kind of that way, but I never saw one. the movie. But uh, Willie Nelson would have kind of a interesting one to say the least. Yeah. I don't know. There, there's. I feel like musicians is a good way to go because usually there's a lot of like kind of ugly. And yeah. their fame and their rise and stuff. Um, is there a sports character that you think we could get? Like, will we get a Michael Jordan one? Do you think? Uh, I think one day you'll get a LeBron one, just because he came from you know single mother. Um, I could see a Tiger one, kind of a prodigy. Oh, I have heard of like rumblings. Like it's been a while, but I've heard like a Mike. T- I heard Jamie Fox is playing Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. That'd be yep, really cool, yep. actually. That'd be a good one. Uh. Yeah, there's a lot you yeah. can do, dude. But I'm telling you, biopics are so hard. Like, yeah. it's so hard. McGregor but, would be a good one. <laughs> it would be great. His story has not ended. Yeah. <laughs> McGregor played by McGregor. All right, uh, let's move on. Good shit. Okay. Um, 
another one of my tidbits of my boy. Um, we're still on fucking movies and TV. Goddamn, this is going to be a long podcast. But uh, Martin Scorsese and Leo DiCaprio are developing The Devil in the White City at Hulu. So in the past, we've, I think, announced this that they both signed on. I think originally when we announced it like on previous podcasts, it was supposed to be a movie, and I'm pretty sure it's a true story about like a, the most notorious serial killer in the United States, like in the 20s or something like that. Yeah. And I thought it was supposed to be a movie, but then this came out, and there's it's saying that they're going uh, with it at Hulu. Um, right now, I believe that Scarsese and DiCaprio are both just executive producers, but do you think... Um, if it is at Hulu and it does become a series, which I guess it could still be a movie on Hulu. I don't really know. But um, do you think we get a director-actor combo? Like, I think, obviously, like, that's what we would want. Yeah. But do you foresee it happening, I guess? I don't know. The move to Hulu kind of intrigues me because, like, I don't know if it's going to be a movie. I don't know if it's a series. I think it, if it's a movie, you could possibly see that. But if it's a series, since you, it's going you to Hulu, see, I don't. You don't I see feel like Leo's Leo. not going to act. Yeah, I, could you see Leo on TV? What, that Leo would be hasn't crazy. Done much lately. Leo, it, Leo is coming out with um, the Tarantino movie yeah, Once Upon with, a Time in Hollywood yeah. this summer. There should be a trailer for that coming soon, yeah. I would think. But I'm really excited. But for it's that. been off for yeah. Besides that, it would be I think the last one was Revenant, right? Because he won his Oscar for The Revenant, right? What? I feel like there's something in between that. that Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, but. So, yeah. uh, I don't. I think it's probably just executive producer. Okay. And even if that's the case, I'm still for for it. I'm I'm here for that. Um, All right. You're a Bond guy. So, Rami Malek is in talks to play the Bond villain for Bond 25. Is it a good fit? Did uh, the Oscars give him a boost? What do you think? Uh, I I don't know if it. I don't know if the Oscar gave him a boost. I think the, all the noms and stuff and people recognizing his talent mm-hmm. helps. The weird thing for him is he has a super weird face. <laughs> so, like, he can only be cast for, him like, right in the specific roles. Uh, I, that's kind of rude to say, but <laughs> it, it is what it is. I'm not going to retract that statement. <laughs> Okay. Um, uh, we'll edit that one out. Yeah. <laughs> one uh, day he's, you're going to meet uh, Rami Malek and he's going to yeah. pull this up. Yeah. <laughs> it could be a good fit. He seems like he could play. He's either it's, he's either going to be really, really good or really terrible. Because uh, I could see him playing kind of a like deep, dark, creepy, yeah. creepy bad I see, guy. I see him getting into like a Heath Ledger type fucking Right. That's what shit. I mean. Like, I could see yeah. him being creepy about yeah. it. Because yeah. um, the last Bond villain uh was freaking awesome really uh it was the one in this latest series yeah okay uh it was the I one i need to watch those i feel like i feel like i'd like them yeah no i think you would because they're the, it's like a darker bond right the newer the ones newer are. ones yeah. yeah um it's the dude from no country for old men javier oh, okay pandam or something yeah. like that bardone maybe he's freaking awesome he okay. plays a great bad guy hmm. um so tough shoes to fill but i i could see him getting pretty kind of gross with it and being kind of cool liddy 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 all right this next one is our last one on the movie tv docket uh kevin hart will executive produce a new comedy series focused on the life and of rapper comedian lil dicky uh the show will air on fx as the network has ordered production for the first season are you here for this no you're not here for this do you even know who lil dicky is yeah okay i think it'd be funny 
Lil yeah. Dicky's funny. I'm not gonna watch FX. You're not gonna watch it. Atlanta's on FX. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, have you watched Atlanta? I feel like not, you'd like that. Maybe it, that's a great show. So the, honestly, the only reason I am kind of on board for this is because the success of Atlanta. Yeah. I think the fact like like Atlanta has opened up the doors for FX to push the boundaries a little bit, and so I'm all for for that. So let's get it. All right, moving on to a little bit of music talk. A uh, little bit of stale news as well, but we got to break down the Grammys a little bit, so let's roll through the winners um, for the significant categories, and then we can talk about it. Uh, record of the year went to This Is America by Childish Gambino. Song of the year, which I don't know the difference. It also went to This Is America by Childish Gambino. Album of the year went to Golden Hour by Casey Musgraves. Um, best new artist went to Dua Lipa. Best rap performance was a tie, very interesting, between King's Dead by Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole Future, and James Blake, and Bubbling by Anderson Pack. Best rap song went to God's Plan by Drake, and best rap album went to Invasion of Privacy by Cardi B. Did they get it right? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. I Does think the Grammys ever give it right. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. I think I picked This Is America for record of the year. I wouldn't put it like best song. Which I don't honestly know. I don't know, know if the I know the difference. difference. I, I like This Is America, like here's the it thing. It does more I with the love video. This song. Yeah, but it's more about the video than yes. the actual song. And it did win best like, video, I think. Like the song and like some of the lyrics, honestly, don't really do anything. Yeah. But the I think video. it's more so the meaning, and you can pull, right. no, you can pull the meaning from the song. No, yeah, but it's more so about it's the video. Home yes, from by the, the video. video. So that's why you know whatever. Uh, Invasion of Privacy is not the best rap album of the year. Sorry. Who who would you have won that? Daytona, uh, Pusha T, or Mac Miller, or I would either of those? Yeah. I thought Daytona was going to win. Um, I probably would have given it to Mac. But, oh, that would have been such a cool um, moment. Here's yeah. the fucked up thing. Even I heard, God's plan. Did was you hear? Kind of did you hear about this? No. They the Grammys flew Mac Miller's family out. They told them that they were going to have a video tribute about him if he won, and then they didn't fucking give it to yeah, him. That's bullshit. What the fuck? That's so messed up. So. Um, Golden Hour, so I downloaded that album because I do like country music. Taylor loves Casey Musgraves. Yeah. I've never listened to it. I I downloaded it and I still haven't played it. <laughs> I like just can't. It's right there. It's the last yeah. thing I downloaded and I'm just like, I can't listen to this. <laughs> so. uh, it's funny. Um, I don't know. So I think for me, the biggest part of the Grammys was the evident, the apparent animosity between the culture and the Grammys. And when I say the culture, it's not hip-hop specifically. But, like, I don't know. The culture is, like, the shit that we like and the the music we like. So, I mean, you like other things. I'm, honestly, I just like hip-hop and yeah. R&B. I listen to other shit, but that's really what I enjoy. But um, the apparent, the apparent animosity between the two groups. So, number one... Um, Childish Gambino's This Is America obviously won for Best Song of the Year, making it the first time ever that a rap song has won the award. And then Donald Glover declined to perform and also declined to even attend the show. That's number one. Uh, I, I definitely think he was sending a message and we can talk about it. But then I think the biggest moment of the night period was when Drake won the Grammy for God's Plan uh, for Best Rap 
song, best rap song. So this is America One for overall song, I believe. Um, and then best rap song went to God's Plan. And so during his speech, he basically trashed the Grammys the whole time and basically said, like, to every other rapper out there, like, this isn't the end-all, be-all, like... The end all be all is when you have fans and they're coming out, they're standing in the in line for tickets in the cold, and they're sing, they're coming to your concerts and they know the, your lyrics. And literally, the Grammys cut him off and they cut to commercial. Yeah, I was just like, okay, there is a real fucking beef between the Grammys See, and hip hop. Okay, but I kind of disagree that Drake was bashing the Grammys. I think what his message, I think his message was right, and it was a good no, message. I, like in, I totally in agree context. that it was right. Like he's basically saying like. It's not all about the trophies. It's not all about the awards and the recognition. It's about having fans that love and respect and like your music. And, and so, like, I I understand what you're saying. I think some people took it out of context. Yeah, it was weird that he got cut off, and I don't know if that was some idiot's mistake or like the Grammys were like, "You'll cut this shit off." It's all about the Grammy. You know, so I don't know. Um, I think I think you're right in terms of I think. I think he was saying a truthful speech, and um, I agree with it. But I do think that there were heavy undertones of it slanted at the Grammys. Well, yeah, no, no, for sure. But it could have also been a lot worse. I mean, there was a couple years ago. Remember? No, he could have easily said "fuck the Grammys." Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, like, he, nothing crazy. Because yeah. like a couple years ago, Iggy won Best Rap yeah. Album. Shit was terrible. Um, and no, the biggest, the biggest one was Macklemore. The biggest one was Macklemore. Was I don't like, even think Iggy. I don't know if Iggy won. She might have won a song, but yeah, I don't know if her album won. But that's the biggest Macklemore, one. Yeah. Macklemore over, over Kendrick, Kendrick. Good Kid, Mad City. Uh, Fuck Fucking travesty. Yeah, and, and I remember when that happened, like Snoop and all of them were like, "Yo, fuck the Grammys." Yeah, like, I was so mad because they were like, they they don't know, like they don't have anybody with like a hip hop background on whoever's voting and shit. So there's definitely some 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 beef between mm-hmm. you know hip. Really, it's hip hip hop and the Grammys. Yeah, and rightfully so, but also to spin it a little bit to play devil's advocate. Yeah, it's hard. How can you compare? A country album, a rock album, R and B, a pop, a rap album, and say which one's better than the other. You're right. I, I mean, like I like country music and I like I like hip hop. I like R and B. But if you were like played me three albums and were like, okay, pick which one's the best. Well, one, it kind of depends what mood I'm in. And two, like I you you crossing genres in in music is so hard to compare. That's and, fair. And I, like, I think it's hard. Definitely. I, I don't think there's there's no way people can be fans, like true fans of hip-hop, pop, R&B, country, rock. Everything. Right. There's just no way. Yeah. I, I refuse to believe that. So I, I think it's just a hard – I it's I, a hard setup. And because <clears throat> everybody's older that's voting and stuff, you're going to get more rock albums winning. You're going to get more country albums winning over hip-hop. And I agree, it's hard. I definitely do. Like, it, like it's hard to compare a country album to a, a rap album. But here's the thing that kind of pisses me off, and I think it really like pisses off you know hip hop in general. 
is the fact that they use hip hop and people in hip hop to promote the show. Oh, yeah. They they put them on the commercials. They you know announce that they're performing. They bring them here. They put them in the big categories, like the year that the year that Kendrick was uh, Kendrick Jay Z and Jay-Z was up for Chas Gambino. I think we're all nominated, and they bring them there, and then they give it to Bruno Mars. You yeah. know, a fucking radio album. Um, they they use hip hop and R and B to put the, the Grammys the on the prestigious level that it is, no. and then they don't recognize them when it comes down to the actual awards. And I think that's where it really hits no, I hip, get it. It, like rappers I get it. on the chin and i get it i do get it's hard to compare different genres and i don't know it, it, that's not really my thing to decide how to do it i just i'm a fan of hip-hop and i want to see hip-hop get recognized more but i don't know that's just me so. here's the thing hip-hop's the most popular genre in music for the yeah. first time and it's statistically it's this this right you know right. It, this is facts right it took over for rock like maybe two years ago yeah Here's what you need to do, and we, this is what we should do: is we should start. There, there needs to be a hip hop only award show. Like, why wouldn't you do a hip hop only award show? Yep. And have like, faint like Snoop. Let Snoop be on the Snoop. fucking board, you know? Like, and give actual real best verse, best you know, whatever, best hook. You can do whatever the hell you want, but then you can actually give awards, and that could be prestigious. And you're telling me you couldn't sell that to Fox or CBS or ABC? We're gonna do or BET? Hell, you know yeah, what I the, mean? Like the Are You Entertained Awards? That's what I said. We'll we should, put it on. We should do it. Let's get this money. Anyway, anyway. I okay. So yeah, a lot of lot of thoughts on the uh, on the Grammys. So there's that. All right, let's uh, briefly break down uh, Two Chains' new album. Two Chains. Rap or go to the league. Um, have you listened to it? Yep. Okay. Um, so I actually really enjoyed this album. Like I, I like Two Chains. I'm not like a big fan Same. of Two Chains. Um, honestly, like he's trap. I would say for the majority, he is trap rap, which I I like am his a, features. A, yeah, like he's a very he, good future rapper. Definitely, and like I would say, hit the majority of his music is like. I like it, but it's more trap rap, which I'm more of like a lyrical conscious rap guy than a trap rap guy. So when I listened to this, I listened with a little skepticism, but it was met with, it it exceeded expectations. I really, really enjoyed this fucking album. Um, I think that he showed progression. I think he evolved a little bit. So when I first pressed play, um, the first, I think, like four or five songs, it was more introspective than anything, yep. and like I was really fucking with that heavy. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, the samples were soulful. the The content in it was meaningful. It wasn't just him stunting. Um, I, I honestly, I think the my only beef with the album itself is uh, I was really looking forward to the song NCAA, and I liked it. It was good, yeah. But it was more. I was hoping it was more like not bashing the NCAA, which that would have been cool. But like, and it kind of was. But it was more of like a stunting song, yeah. and I totally thought it was going to be the opposite. Same. So that was, I guess, my only beef. I don't know. I really liked the album though. It was good. No, I agree. What I, do you think? I'm, I'm, do you have I'm a favorite same song? Exact way. Uh, I mean, Mama, I hit a lick. Oh my god! Probably the best. Such song a in the dope album. fucking song. Uh, it's like a, honestly, it's a weird song, but yeah, I is. fuck, it I is. love it. Honestly, I thought all of the features were great. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a big Young Thug fan. I'm not either, but I thought it. I thought it was. Maybe I need to go listen to that song okay. again. But like, it wasn't bad. It seems like 
a song that was meant for radio if I were in like a yeah. big city. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which it's cool. Yeah. Whatever. Maybe the, I need to go listen to that song yeah. again. And I'm not a Young Thug fan, so that doesn't really help. But the chance <clears throat> I really like the chance. Chance verse was great. Um, I really like the song "Threat to Society." That might be one of my favorites. Yeah. The first song on there was fire. Um, Forgiven. That one's really good. Money in the way is good. Even the Ariana Grande song, which I honestly was surprised it was pretty good. It was more of like a lovey-dovey yeah. song, but I, I was surprised that she could hop on a two chain song and yeah, it was I a enjoy weird it. Mix for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, I thought Lil Wayne had an outstanding verse. the The song itself was okay. Yeah. Like I'm rare, I'm rare. Um, but that that Lil Wayne verse, Lil Wayne can still spit, bro. He he is still a lyrical god, and I love it. E forty was was interesting. Um, just a lot of good f- features on here. I, I don't know. This is, and this is not really saying a lot because there hasn't been a lot of albums. This is a uh, rap album number two of the year so for me so far. I would put Boogie as number one. Um, not a lot of rap albums have come out right. yet, but. Yeah, oh, two chains did his thing. It was very good. It two definitely seems it like it's destined for a top ten album of the year, which is crazy, right? Yeah. Like, who would have thought that two chains, honestly, more of a fe- feature rapper in our eyes, would be right. there? So, well, absolutely, uh, really cool, really cool to see. Um, so, there's that. Um, Logic gave us an update on new music. He took to Instagram to let us know that a non-rap album will be connected to his debut novel market uh, supermarket excuse me so basically he it was like a it was on his instagram story and um it was like a blank screen and he it's just him talking and he's like oh you guys ready for supermarket we got an album coming but if you don't like rap you're gonna hate it though <laughs> like so like he was just like goofing around with it but then he was giving little uh snippets and clips and one song honestly sounded like a rock song one song sounded like he was just singing uh i'm i'm excited for it and then um he also said in the same instagram story thread that um a rapidly rap album will follow shortly after the supermarket album he also played snippets from this and they sounded more you know what we're used to from logic um so yeah, we got we got some logic on the way. I'm here for it. I'm a big logic fan, as you guys know. Um, will you first of all, will you be reading the book to accompany the supermarket? No. I think I'm going to I'm gonna try. I'm excited for it. Congrats. I haven't read a book in a while. There you go. I'm kind of excited. Maybe it'll give me some inspiration to write my own book. Shit. There you go. Um so I don't know. Maybe you need to read the book and yeah, to listen I'm, to the yeah. album. So I I don't know how that's gonna go, but um I'm definitely gonna give the book a try and I'm excited for the album as well. Um is it safe to say that we're probably more excited for the rapping yeah. rap album than the supermarket? Okay. Um do you think that the rap album will be Ultra eighty five? He's been teasing yeah. Ultra eighty five since everybody um, he's given us, I think, Bobby Tarantino 2, maybe. It was in between that time. Obviously, uh, Young Sinatra 4. So do you think this is going to yeah, be I the ever-elusive Ultra 85, or do you think we're going to get something different like a Bobby Tarantino 3? Uh, i I got to think it's Ultra 85. I would think I don't so. see any other way. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know like why he keeps 
and I, like I'm cool with the mixtapes and the, yeah. like I loved uh, YS4 Yusuf as you like to say Yusuf, <laughs> but uh, I don't know why he's like not delaying Ultra 85, but like doing other stuff. Yeah, Focusing you know what I mean. Other stuff. Yeah, maybe it's because he wants like Ultra 85 to be his like biggest best last album. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know. I would like to think that Ultra 85 is on the way. I would agree. So hopefully, hopefully that's it. Um, Anderson Pack announces uh, a new album, Ventura, along with a tour. So AP said during a night show appearance that he has more soul music in him. Um, then he took to Instagram to post a tour, like he posted some tour dates, and then in the caption he said the next chapter or something, Ventura for. 412 so it's coming in april um so what do you what do you think what is the does the word soulful excite you because i know we talked about oxnard and how dre had a heavy influence on it and how honestly in my opinion i think that kind of hurt oxnard a little bit and hurt anderson pack i liked malibu malibu is one of my favorite albums it's fucking amazing um, I want to see him go back to that, and I, I hate to say that I really do, because I like I, I I think I hate when people say like Oh, Chance the Rapper, I, I he has to go back to his acid rap days, right. like rapper or it has to be coloring yeah, book, yeah, like artists evolve. I totally get right. that, but I think Anderson Pack is better, and I don't want to say he needs to stay in his lane because that's following the same yeah. argument. Like, I just I like his soulful shit better. So the to hear him say he has more soul music gives more of an R and B vibe, and I think that's where he excels. You can you can sprinkle hip hop in, and I'd be here for it. I'm always here for that. Yeah, but I think he excels more when it's more geared toward the R and B, and I think soulful kind of hints toward that. So I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, I I think. For him, it needs to be more about being diverse rather than being like focusing. So, yeah. like, I think he's better if he doesn't focus on just like more hip hop, or if he doesn't focus on just soul, or if he can doesn't I, focus. Can I ask you a pop. question? So, when when he did, so let's say we can say that he focused more on hip hop yeah, on no, Oxnard. Absolutely. Do you think that in doing that, do you think it made it more generic? Which is kind of because you yeah, would think well, you yeah, would think you would think that if he's focusing, it would be more not generic, I guess. You know right, what I mean? But he's not as skilled in hip hop. Like he has more. This is hard to say. He's so think of it from like a basketball perspective. Okay, you are a great rebounder. Uh-huh. Okay, so say someone is a great shooter. Someone's a great post player someone's a great defender now take someone else and they're a good defender mm-hmm. they're pretty decent rebounder they're they're you know decent or average three-point shooter and they're pretty good at scoring he in all i'm probably that person's better than all of those other people even though they're better at one specific thing sure so like other people are better than him at hip-hop Mm-hmm. Other people are better than him at soul music, but no, you know, not many, if any, are better than him at all of the other things that he can do and contribute that make him mm-hmm. a great artist. Because he's truly a great artist. Oh yeah. So that's why, like, he needs to display like, all his talents. his array of talents yeah. 
Yeah. And that makes him better. Whereas when he does just focus on hip hop, he's not as good as other people. So it's just it is kind of just bland. bland. Yeah. So that's a good that's my that was a good way to kind of yeah that's it. that's the best way that I can do it metaphorically. Sure. I think I like that. Um, Chance the Rapper, Ooh. he announces a new album, not a mixtape, coming in July. Um, first of all, what are your expectations for this album? I know it's a long way out. Um, do you, let's talk expectations first, then I'll uh, go to my next question. Okay. Do you, I mean, do you, um, he took to Twitter and said, like, it's not going to be like anything he's done. Um, this is really just for the fans. It's not like him trying to make radio hits. He said he specifically said it's also not going to be like acid rap. So I think right. it's going to be different. Um, I don't know. I don't want to say like I want another coloring book, but I, f I absolutely loved coloring yeah. book and I would love more of those vibes. But the fact that he said that, I don't think we're going to get those. Maybe some sprinkled in, but like I don't know if I'd say it's going to be like a um, – gospel album because yeah. i think honestly like yes it was a hip-hop album but you could also make the argument that coloring book was a gospel album it was the gospel spoken by chance the rapper yes it was beautiful um, yeah i don't know it's hard chance is hard he's because yeah. chance has done so many different sounds acid yeah. rap compared to color is insane completely different exactly so. and the fact that he takes such long hiatuses right like you don't know where his head's at or whatever right. he's getting married this weekend so right. maybe we'll get a lovey-dovey album right and then i and he can spit too so yeah. i don't know it's it's tough to know for sure with him uh honestly like just because of how big of a chance fan i am like i'm just trying not to put expectations oh, yeah. and that's stuff probably a it. good that's probably a good yeah. way to do so it. that that's how i'm proceeding yeah um, I don't know. I, I I just am so excited for a Chance album, and the fact that we have to wait till July it sucks. This is my next question. Like, is this the weirdest rollout ever? Like, this man announced an album in February, and we got to wait till July. Like, yeah. I don't know. I it was weird. Like normal Par for the course for hip hop artists. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> AKA, we won't be getting it till like December. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know. It's it's awkward just from the standpoint that it's coloring book was what 2016 i think yes I think so, so like it's just been a really long ass time so like i don't know when you're away for two years and just be like hey guys i'm back <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah coming back yeah speaking couple of months. that so like please for the love of god kendrick can we get an album yeah so like i don't know if there's a good way like a good way to do it and nowadays rollouts are always it's either a surprise drop or like a way to like built up thing anyway so like yeah there's no like happy medium, I guess. Honestly, so. I think Logic is the best at keeping the traditional like route. Like normally, he puts out maybe a single, he gives an album uh, title cover, he gives a release date, and then he drops it on the release date. Like a lot of these rap, and I am a big fan of the surprise drop. Like I think if yeah. Kendrick dropped an album this Friday. It would go number one and he'd be fine. Right. It depends on the artist. It depends on how big he is. I think chances at that level, he could do that, honestly. Um, and I'd be here for it. It's just, I don't know. It's weird that I've never, I don't know if I can recall a time where the time period where the album is announced. Well, I guess I could. Like, let's, you could argue fucking Carter Five was announced, you know, Sorry 2014, you know. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, it, it's it's weird because I definitely do think that it's coming in July. Chance is just different. I think it's gonna come. Yeah, but it, it's just a long time period from when he announces to when it drops. I yeah. just thought that was kind of weird. So 
there's that. All right, and the last thing on the music docket, Drake put out his iconic mixtape, So Far Gone, on streaming services for its 10-year anniversary. Um, I don't think it hit number one. I Did it? Do you know? Uh, I think Ariana it got close. stayed at number one. Yeah, it got you? close. I think it might have hit number two, honestly. it was Yeah, it was number two the day it dropped. Okay. I can tell you that. Okay, cool. Because... Um, we both like, I, I texted, I, I think I tweeted it too, but I said, watch Drake will go number one off an old re-release mixtape. Yeah. And I don't think he quite did it. I know he was for but sure. But he got up two. there. I he know was, it was at one point he was number two. It was charting. I know that. Yeah. Um, but crazy, crazy, crazy that Drake can still do yeah. that. So I guess we we kind of had a fun little segment that we wanted to do where what old mixtapes do you want to see? On streaming services. There's so many, so many, so many. Um, do you want to start? I mean, we don't have to go like, you don't right. have to tell me like 10. Yeah, just, just name a few. Yeah. I know you have a big Detroit one. Detroit was the number one that came to you. mind. Uh, Jake, or J. Cole, uh, Big Sean. Yeah. One, I think that's honestly his best project. Yeah. By far. And I think that could be on streaming service because I think the, the hard part putting these mixtapes on streaming services this is because it, it samples stuff right. and a lot of these mixtapes are just on the instrumentals of other people, so it's hard. They'd have to get that cleared for it to go on streaming services. So I think that's the hard part. Um, I think that one, though, I'm pretty sure is all original music. Like, may, it probably samples shit, right. but um, that could I could that, definitely see that right. one going. That mixtape had so many features on it too. It had yeah. Chris Brown, it had Royce, it had Kendrick, it had J Cole. Uh, Janie Aiko, Aiko, what's her name? Janie, uh, Janae Akio. Yeah. So like, it just had a ton of talent on it. Yeah. Um, I kind of forgot about that one uh, until you told me that. I love that mixtape. One of my favorites. Yep. Mac Miller has a ton. Like kids would be great on it. Faces would be great on it. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Best day ever is on there on app music. I know that, um, Macadelic is on, um, did I say did I say Facebook? I'm <laughs> I meant Apple Music. Sorry. Um, fa- faces would be amazing on there. Honestly, uh, an all time classic mixtape. Dream Chasers two by Meek Mill. Yep. Oh yep. my god! In high school, that was the shit. Acid rap. Acid rap. Oh my god! Yes, um, that would be amazing. All the all, all the young of, Sinatra mixtapes. Yeah. All of the drought. Uh, yeah, that would yeah. No ceilings would definitely be. No ceilings would be good. That would be the hard one because it's literally be just over people's up, beats. But that one would be so. That, that's awesome. an all-time classic mixtape. I'm trying to think of ones that are more like original music. Yeah. Um, I know Wale has a bunch of like class like the mixtape about nothing. I'm looking up some right now. Okay. They have give us some. Okay, so it's a top fifty list. Friday Night Lights by J. Cole is definitely one the, probably the one up there. Uh, the Drought 3. Okay. Clips. We got it for cheap. Okay. Danny I bet, Brown XXX. Yep. Acid Rap's number four. I bet I bet a G-Unit one's going to be on there. Jay-Z's number five with S. Carter Collection. Okay. Uh, Dedication 2's number six. Earl Sweatshirt's Earl is seven. Nicki Minaj, Beam Me, Beam up, me Scotty. up, Scotty. That kind of put her on the map. Yeah. ASAP. Lo, uh, live love ASAP mm-hmm. uh, Rich Gang Die Tour Part 1 I think that's Young Money Crew okay, I'm going to skip some of these Gucci Man The Blur Blur Print <laughs> oh, no. Rick Ross Rich Forever Ooh, That's, a, that's a fucking great yeah. mixtape I, I forgot, forgot about, about that, that one. one 
Yes, that is really good. And I'm pretty sure that was all original music. Yeah. K dot with overly dedicated. I think that one's on Apple. If, I, if I'm not mistaken. Chief Keef back from the dead. Yeah, they can have that one. Drake, if you're reading this, it's too late. Action Brosnan Blue Chips. So this is just like a best mixtape. 50 Cent, 50 Cent is the future. Yeah, that's the one I think people... I'd like to go back and listen to that because I don't... That was before my time a little bit, but a lot of them. Yeah. A lot I'm of sure. them. Drake so far gone. They had Dream Chasers 1 on there. Dream Chasers 1 was good. Meek Mill was the shit back in high school, dude. His mixtapes were Even Tyga. Tyga would have been good. 1999 made Apple Music. I know that. Jada Kiss, the champ is here. Wiz Khalifa, Cushion Orange Juice. I think that one hit Apple Music too. If I'm Wale, not mistaken, Wale the mixtape about nothing. Yep, yep. A lot of good ones. I, I'm a I'm a fan of seeing these old mixtapes hitting. Uh, yeah, I think streaming cool. services. It's cool. I mean, it's just it's cool to have in, in a streaming world. And I was so anti streaming that I, I had to give in at some point. Yeah, but uh, I was like. In a, in a world of streaming and you don't really own the music, like it's fun to collect these music, these yeah. collections well, of music. Why did you just forget about? Yeah, that too. Like, it was great to download. Uh, so far, gone. Be like, Dad, I just forgot about some yes. of these songs. It, it, ignorant shit. Oh, oh my god, such, so good, such it's a good one. Uh, another one of my favorites on there is uh, Unstoppable. Yeah, I got to be unstoppable. Yep. Love that shit. Oh, it's so funny. Do you did you ever get LimeWire? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh my, call my computers. Oh my god. I haven't got Frostwire. You got Frostwire, Frost dog. I, I didn't do Frostwire. But um I remember going over to a buddy's house, a mutual buddy of ours, and we didn't like this is before like we this is before the rap fan in me is the way I am now. Like I li- liked rap music, but I would go and like look up Lil Wayne on uh. LimeWire, and all these songs would come up, and I download them and listen. But like I didn't know they were part of like an album or a mixtape uh. or whatever. And so like I remember hearing like a bunch of these songs from So Far Gone like off of LimeWire. Uh. <laughs> Just crazy to think about. And then what you know about computers. computers? What you know about YouTube to MP3? <laughs> I know a little bit about that. That's still that's still a thing today. I think, but uh, yeah, no LimeWire, yeah, the classic. And then I remember <laughs> when LimeWire got like started getting screwy. Yeah. And everything you downloaded was, was like Bill, Bill Clinton. Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> I did not have sexual relations. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh God. Did your did your computer die? Yeah, it crashed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I put it on my parents' computer back at home and yeah, mine was it in went my room, bye-bye. so I just sat there all day. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. LimeWire was the shit. That was back before. All these streaming services. These kids don't know. Exactly. These damn kids. These damn kids. All right. Let's get a let's talk a little bit of sports. Um, two kind of, of the biggest headlines um, since the last podcast. Number one, Bryce Harper. Uh, he signed the big contract we were all waiting for. Honestly, it kind of felt anticlimactic to yeah, me. Am I right? Well, like, it just took so long. Yeah. It kind of was like it yeah, kind of yeah. just faded. Just signed. Yeah, but he signed uh, to the Phillies for three hundred and thirty million dollars. Big chunk of money. Uh, yeah, the biggest, biggest in history, I believe. Guaranteed what right? money wise? Yeah. Yeah, crazy, crazy amount of money. Um, first of all, let's ask the question: Is he worth this much? Well, it depends on what you're asking because he's going to bring in a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. Like, fans love Bryce Harper. He's the face of baseball. So, like, jersey sales, stuff like that. Like, you're going to make money off of him. Yeah. So, from that perspective, yes. Yeah. From an actual baseball perspective, 
I don't know. Tough to say. Well, I remember you telling me the Mike Trout thing. Yeah. Tell so us this. Someone did, and I'm not going to be able to find it. Someone did a comparison of his war is like, I don't know, 2.2 or something. Some stats like 2.2. Mm-hmm. And Mike Trout's is like 22.2. So someone did like the math where if Bryce Harper on the open market was worth $330 million, then Mike Trout was worth a $1.3 billion contract, <laughs> which is just wild to think about. A wild. But you know what? Like, think about back in the day when people probably never thought they'd sign a million-dollar contract. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, okay, well, no one will sign a $10 million contract. Okay, yeah. no one's going to sign $100 million. Yeah. There's going to be a day and age where a billion-dollar contract's a thing. Can't even imagine. It's going to be crazy. We're, we're 33% of the way there. 333? Yep. Do you see, think we'll see it in our lifetime? Yeah. You think? I think so. Goddamn. Speaking about seeing our lifetime, this has nothing to do with this, but I just kind of want to talk about this. Did you see that Goodyear is uh, making tires for potentially flying cars? Why? Why? Because I want to fucking fly a land? car. That's why. To land? I just meant like, do you think... I, I brought this in because do you think we'll see this in our lifetime probably not <laughs> oh my god i want to fly a car so bad but okay back to baseball i just saw that and thought yeah. it was funny but so anyway bryce harper so um is mike trout going to be a free agent next year 2020 i think 2020 so maybe next year I don't so know. they gonna cut the check yeah bryce is already trying to recruit him oh really yeah yeah, yeah i think you did tell me that so, could you fucking Philly. imagine are they favorites? I would assume if they have the money. I don't, I, oof, that's a lot of money. To well, show you were up. saying that you could see him, Mike Trout, going to Philly because he likes Philly. He's is, from Philly. Is he from Philly? Yeah. Okay, so he's a diehard Philly fan. Like, so maybe, maybe he would show them a little. You know, yeah. So he'd like, spare him uh, a little 1. bit. One point two billion dollar contract. He'd be like, yeah, just give me five hundred. Yeah, give me five hundred, and I'll be good. <laughs> so who knows? Who knows? Um, let's talk about the no, there's no opt out, no trade clause is, was that? Yeah, it was, it's a weird contract from a couple of different perspectives. One, it was clear. They just wanted the most guaranteed money in sports history. Yeah. Cause the per annual value per year, annual value really wasn't, it's low. It's only like 20 some million, which was like not even, I don't know if even in the top 10 okay. for most money per year. Um, which was weird. And then he got no opt-outs, which is really weird for contracts in baseball nowadays. Usually after three or four years, the player gets an opt-out. And instead, it's it seems like instead of that, they gave him a no-trade clause, which is hard because he's going to be 36 by the time this con- – or 39 by the time mm-hmm. this contract's up. And he's 26 right now. Yeah, so he's, he's young. Yeah. I mean, most guys get this contract when they're 29, yeah. so they kind of suck. Um, he's in his prime for sure. Um, it's just kind of like in 10 years, you're probably going to want to trade him. Like possibly mm-hmm. you kind of don't want him to have a no trade. So yeah. interesting. It, it's, it's, it's interesting a, that the, they locked him down like that. Yeah. So the contract setup's just, it's just kind of weird. Yeah. Okay. And what happens if he just fucking hates Philly? Like he's yeah, exactly. just stuck there. Exactly. That's why the no, he's just going to retire at 30. Crazy. All right, the 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 next big news that the has been, tug. <laughs> yeah, 
Yes, Robert Kraft g- got busted for solicitation of prostitution. Um, I apparently this happened on the day of the AFC Championship at Morning 11 a.m. Morning up. So this man's getting a uh, rub and tug get nice and at loose 11 a.m. I guess. Morning, morning wood, call it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what's your what's your take here? I mean, is there really a take? I don't know. It is what it is. My take has been: you don't become a billionaire by spending thousands and thousands of dollars on prostitutes. You just pay them seventy bucks, <laughs> get a quick one, and get out. Okay. I don't know. It's weird, man. It is weird. I mean, I I feel like anything we say here is going to be damned upon us. Yeah. So I, yeah. I don't really want to say anything. Situation, exactly. No yeah, it is what it is. I will say I saw some stupid Darren Novell tweet, and I don't know the exact numbers. Based like you had the exact numbers and everything, but like uh, it was something he. Uh, if, if he gets fined, the yeah, maximum the maximum penalty, like, penalty uh, like equivalent to how much he makes is like two dollars because yeah. he makes six billion, and I think they can only fine him five hundred thousand. Five hundred thousand. So equivalent wise. That would ba- basically be finding him two dollars or something crazy like that. It's insane. Yeah, which is Wealth. like five hundred thousand. That's that's hundreds of thousands of rubbing tugs. <laughs> got him, coach. Eater, eater. All right, that's all we got for you. You got anything else no. for the the people out there? I think we're good. I think we're good. We're gonna have a uh, Captain Marvel unfiltered cinematics tomorrow. tomorrow. Um, excited for that. Predict your score. What do you think? You're, no, I'm just kidding. Don't. No, let's not do that because I'm. <laughs> it, it'll be end up being that score. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Captain Marvel tomorrow. Um, got a podcast coming. More podcasts. More articles on the way. I promise. I'm gonna. Be, I'm gonna drop some shit. So uh, think about doing a this. mock draft. Mock draft article. I found this website where you can actually do your build your own mock oh, really? draft and stuff. So I think. Hell yeah. I'm gonna do Brandon about to closer. make. First byline on the on the blog, respect it. All right, so be on the lookout for that. Now, now, now the fans are going to hold you to it. So you guys oh, yeah. fucking do that one. I'm going to do one once a month. <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> wow, liar! That's you are harsh. a liar. That's harsh. Hey, I'm trying to I'm trying to live this dream, bro. Yeah, I get it. I'm trying to live it. All right, I'm Trey Lesio, the dawn of entertainment, alongside Brandon Ogden, the concierge. We are. Are you entertained? Your one-stop shop for all you need to know in music, movies, TV, and sports. Thank you for riding with us. Thank you for listening to probably this long-ass podcast, but we appreciate you, and we will be back for more. Stay safe.